You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One meaning of crying in Psalm 61 and 1 is help. When the psalmist was crying out to God, he needed help. And some of us if not all of us, when, when we need some help, that's who we cry out to. The psalmist being David said in Psalm 46 and 1, in part, that God is a very present help. And because he was going through trouble at the time, he, he went on to say he's a very present help in time of trouble. But because of how vast God is, we can say truthfully that he, yes, is a very present help in trouble. But more than that, he's a very present help at all times. Isn't it amazing? No matter when you call on God, he'll help you. You know, you don't have to run to the church for God to help you. You can be in the grocery store and ask for his assistance. And he'll manifest it himself. You can be in dire stray and ask him to pull you out. And he will do exactly what you requested. He is a very present help at all times. I said at all times. Watch this. How many this week God helped you with something? How many can, can look back over the year and, and throughout the year God helped you? God did something for you that, that is even hard for you to explain. Hard for you to put in words. And God is so awesome to where when you tell folks how he helped you, folk look at you as if to say about you that you're telling a lie. That's how awesome he is. He can do something for you that seems incredible. God is the God of the miraculous. He'll do things that eyes have not seen. He'll do things that man, professionals say can't be done. And he will especially do it for his children. For his children. That's the reason you never count yourself out. You never say it's over just because of the situation or circumstance. You always trust God to do what you can't do, nor can any other person. Because the testimony of God is that he can do anything save fail. Y'all going to help me? Say to somebody, there is no failure in my God. Say it to one more person, there is no failure in my God. And so... Notice again that, that the psalmist of David was crying out to the Lord. His desire was for God to attend to his prayer. 
I want you to listen and take care of me. That's what it is to attend. To listen and to take care of something. David and John and other writers in the New Testament are thousands of years apart. But they knew that God was a God that didn't have a problem attending to prayer. God didn't have a problem of taking care of his children. Jesus himself let the disciples know that he would attend to their prayer. Said in Matthew 7, 7 and 8 in part, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. Then he turned around in verse 8 and said, for everyone that asks going to receive. You seek, you're going to find. And if you knock, it's going to be open. Letting them know I will answer prayer. I will attend to prayer. I will listen to your cries. And not just do what you ask me to do. But I'll do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think. And Peter turned around and said in 1 Peter 5 and 7, cast all of your care upon God. Why, Peter? Because he cares for you. See, somebody needs to know that this morning because sometimes you feel like don't nobody care. Now, I don't know who you got on your list that you think do not care, but I'll tell you one person that does care, and that's God. I say God cares about you. He cares about what you're going through in your mind, in your body, with your money. Whatever is going on in your life, God cares about it. Do you understand that? Everything that's going on in your life, God cares about it. And, And in order for him to change your situation for the better, You got to be like the psalmist and Peter. You got to get those cares to him. You got to just cast all of those cares upon him and let him work with what you give him. Let him work on your situation. I said let him work on your situation. How many have ever put something on God and God took care of it? He handled it for you. And how many have found out that that even stuff that others couldn't handle God was able to take care of? And he'll do it for you. That's the reason it bothers me when I hear saints other things like, I don't know what to do. Now, you may not know the specifics in reference to when it comes to your mindset. But it's one thing you should always know. That if you call upon the name of Jesus. You'll be saved. I said if you call upon the name of Jesus. You will be saved. Woo! And you know salvation is threefold. Will he deliver you? Will he protect you? Will he cause you to prosper? In how many aspects of your life? But that has to be in your being. It has to be in your being that God will help you. And and so notice again, here in Psalm 61 and 1, as we prepare to move further, that again, David says, hear my cry. Oh God. 
attend to my prayer. And then in verse 2, the first clause he says is right here. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. To the farthest point. No matter what border I cross, I'm going to cry unto you. I'm going to cry to you when I'm praising you in Jerusalem. But when I enter into the land of the Philistines, my enemy, I'm still going to cry. He talks about when, when he's at the end of the earth. The end symbolizes a state, a place of emptiness. Even when we're empty, we still need to cry out to God. Even when we need some get up and go and don't have the means to get it we should always recognize that God can help us no matter how empty you feel you are God can fill you up won't he cause your cup to run off Say to your neighbor, if you ever get in an empty place and feel like you don't have anything, you need to turn to him because he'll fill your cup up. Ooh, won't he cause it to run over? Some of us, when we came to God, we came empty and say, God, I need you to save me. God not only save you, he fill you with the Holy Spirit. Fill you with something that gave you joy you never experienced. Fill you with something that gave you the strength to resist temptation. Gave you the strength not to go back and do, say, and think like you used to. Won't God fill you up? The Bible even tells us if we hunger and thirst after righteousness... That God will fill us. Woo, say to somebody, God will do something for you. He'll fill you up. Not only will he fill you up, he'll fill up your pockets. He'll fill up your bins. He will cause windows to open up, pour you out a blessing. You won't have room to receive it. God fills things. Whenever you are in an empty place, you are without. Never think you have to remain in that state. That was a woman in scripture that, that went to the prophet of God and said to the prophet, my husband has died. And the creditors are talking about coming to the house. Taking stuff and making my sons into slaves prophet didn't know what was in the lady's house but for some reason or another he, he asked her what's in your house you know some folks ask stuff like that because they're trying to be nose that was not his purpose what's in your house I ain't got nothing in the house some oil. You ain't got no chicken, no flour, or nothing. I got some oil. Get this. She had some oil. Nothing to eat in the house. No money in the house. Nothing essential or significant in the
the house except oil. Nothing in the house essential except oil. Say your neighbor, she was in bad shape. Some of us would have been too embarrassed to say it. What's in your house, Walker? Um, I may need to go and check. You ain't got to check if it ain't but one thing. You know, Walker. She didn't even have to hesitate. Some oil. That's it. That's all I got. Say to your neighbor, even when you're at a low state, God can work with the little you have. All I got is some oil. The preacher didn't talk about the woman for just having oil. He just simply told her, get you some vessels. Hey, and don't just get you a, a few vessels. Get you a whole lot of vessels. If you have to go next door to borrow some stuff, don't be ashamed. Just go and get you some vessels. And, and so she went and got the vessels and came back to the house. And he told, shut the door. Because you know the vessels that she borrowed from her neighbors, they were going to come over there and try to figure out what in the world is this woman going to be doing with these vessels but the prophet said you got to shut yourself in the house you and your sons and get that oil and, and go to work just start filling the vessels with oil And as she was filling the vessels with oil, she noticed that a miracle was taking place. Because the more oil she put into the vessels, the more oil appeared in the vessel that she was pouring the oil out of. And it never ran dry. She told the prophet, I done fill up all of the vessels and they're gone, but we still have some oil. God, sir, he'll ask you for what you have, but he won't keep it. He'll bless you that good. That's the reason you ought not mind giving him 10% plus an offering because God will only bless you with what you put down on the altar, but he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't have. She still had what she started with plus. A filling took place. Then he told the woman, he said, look, go sell what you have. And, and, and when you sell it, pay off them folks who've been bothering you, trying to make your sons out of slaves. Hey, and I know you got something left over. And, and whatever you have left over, y'all live off that. Live off of it. You know, my son's young. We can what, live off the rest. Gave the woman a blessing in one day that would take care of her for life, for the rest of her life. When I read passages like that, Malachi 3 and 6 comes to mind. God changes not. Give you a blessing in one day that will last you a lifetime. Some of us so dependent on punching in and punching out, we can't even see that. But God is able to do more than what you ask or think. I got to go on but tell somebody God will feel you to the point to where you won't lack for anything. 
Come on, give your God the praise for being the one that will fill your cup and cause it to keep overflowing. And, and see, David knew that no matter what state he was in, no matter where he was, if he cried to God, that God would help him. That's how we got to be. We have to be to the point to where no matter where we are, no matter how rough the situation is, we always have an outlet. We always have somebody that can move on our behalf. We always got somebody that we can call on to help us. I need you to help me preach. Preach to somebody. I don't know where you are right now. But God can help you no matter what. Woo, preach it to somebody. I don't know where you are right now. But God will feel you right now. God will feel you until you cup. Quit saying you ain't going to have nothing until you get your check. God can do more than your check. Ain't gonna have nothing for three weeks. God can do it before three weeks. God can do it before three days. And get this, and David knew it. That's the reason he wanted God to attend to his prayer. He knew the value of prayer. Some of us, we ain't learned the value. We, we think our jaw is more powerful than prayer. Prayer is the thing that, that, that causes your crazy supervisor to act bad. You can beg for a raise, but if you get on your knees and ask God to touch the owner's heart, you ain't got to beg. God can touch folks to do things for you that you never dreamed of. I cry and attend to my prayer. That's what he wanted. And to the end of the earth, he had made up in his mind that he going to talk to God. And see, that's how you have to be. Don't ever let your flesh or a demon trick you into thinking that prayer does not work. That God will not attend to your prayer. Don't ever utter out of your mouth something stupid like I asked God, but he didn't. but then it got worse that don't mean it's over well I asked then, then, that don't mean he ain't gonna do he gonna do he gonna answer and it's gonna be better than what you imagine he gonna cause it to turn out God don't play. I say God don't play. Paul so understood how powerful God was when, when it came to doing things to where he penned in Romans 8 and, and 28. All things work. 
together for the good. To who, Paul? Those who love God. Those who are the call according to his purpose. Love in one sense means obedience. When you obey God's word, when you do what he tells you to do, he'll cause good to come to your situation. He'll cause things to work out that folks said wouldn't work out. He'll cause to happen for you what folks thought would never happen. God is the God of the turnaround. He will turn things completely around for you. Y'all ain't happy over here. I'm going to go over here. I said God is the God of turnaround. He'll turn things completely around. But you got to call on him. You got to ask him for help. You got to ask and then you got to wait patiently on God to do what you asked him to do. But then David shifts in verse 2. Notice. Notice the shift. He then starts talking about his heart. Which in totality speaks of his, of his life, of his being, his spirit, his soul, as well as his, his body. Breaking it down further, his emotions, his mindset. His choices. The heart is that place where mixed feelings come. Joy can come from the heart. But the heart can also be grieved. Is the place where, where, where you can make good choices, but on the flip side, wrong choices. Just depends on where you, you are. But again, in totality, the heart represents the person. You, your spirit, your soul, and even your body. Because all of you, when you react, whether physically, mentally, even verbally, it comes from the heart. But he goes on to say, when my heart is overwhelmed, when your heart or you are overwhelmed, you're in a low place. You're in a low place. You're in a place to where if you had the power, you wouldn't, you wouldn't stay there. I'm not feeling my best. Why? My heart is overwhelmed. They ask you to go, but you don't want to go. Why? Your heart is Overwhelmed. And, and sometimes you, you can make bad choices and it'll cause your heart to be overwhelmed. 
Sometimes you can go to the doctor and the doctor can give you some news that you were not expecting and your heart can be overwhelmed. And you can fake it sometimes, at least temporarily. You can come to church and you can smile and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, good to see you today, too. It's a beautiful day. Yes, it's a beautiful day. Okay, well, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. But then you go home and you shut the blinds. And you start weeping and thinking and talking out of your flesh because you are allowing the low place that you're in to dictate to you what to think, say, and do. You are allowing the report that you got from the doctor who has been wrong more than 10 times in a week to get the best of you to the point to where what you had planned for the weekend you've canceled. I ain't going to be able to go now. I'm just going to stay at the house. I, I, I got some news that is just, it's overwhelming and I'm just going to stay at the house now. Well, you know, we, we had planned this trip at, at the first of the year and you, you know, this is going to be the last one that we're going to do until next. You sure? you? No, y'all go on. I'm just going to stay here. But y'all pray for me. You can get in such a low state to where folk will be praying for you. But you won't even value their prayer. You will say things like, yeah, pray for me. But you won't really mean it because of the place that you have allowed yourself get in sometimes you get in that place and it's hard to get out by yourself and so this in one sense is why David penned this song. Wanted us to know that, that yes, he was a great king. Yes, he was a great warrior. But he was also a person that didn't always make the right choice. Also a person that periodically allowed his heart to be overwhelmed. I've been there. I, I, I've preached messages and, and really spoke bold about doing this, that, and the other. But then run into a trial the same week And allow my heart to get overwhelmed. And the bold preacher. <laughs> enters into a low. A low state. I said the bold preacher. <laughs> enters into a low state. See, see it's one thing to tell folk. That God heals. But when you battling what you never thought 
you would bow. It's easy at that moment to enter into that low state because your heart has been overwhelmed. It's easy to tell folk what, what, what money will do when you got money. But when you lose that money or you don't have any money and you are overwhelmed because of not being able to do this, that, and the other because of what you don't have, you can enter into that low state. And see, the thing I love about David, David had been raised if you will from the poor house to the big house so he understood what it was to be without and allow your heart to be overwhelmed he know what it, he he knew what it was for a father not to respect you in the manner that he should but respect all of the other siblings. He knew that. And that caused him as well to enter into a low place. I don't have time to tell you how you can enter into a low place. Or allow your heart to be overwhelmed. But I'm sure most of us. Have had that experience. Am I right? But David. He said when my heart is overwhelmed. I'm not able to. To focus the way. That I focus. That's when I tell God. To take me. To lead me. The rock that is higher than I am. Say to your neighbor, no matter how low you get, always remember you don't have to stay in that place. You may be in a low place right now, but you don't have to stay in that place. Say to your neighbor, wherever you are right now, doesn't matter how you got there, you don't have to stay in that low place. You may not be in a place of praise right now. You may not be in a place where you're ready to turn in victory, but you don't have to stay in that place. Say to another neighbor, God can help you when you're in that place. But get this. You got to make a choice. Look at another neighbor and say, you got to make a choice. See, David was in, in that place where he knew he couldn't help himself. And he knew he didn't need to just ask anybody else to help him. Let, let, let me tell you something. When, when you're in a low place, you can't just ask anybody to help you out. Y'all seen Walker and all what's going on? Oh, man, he pitiful. He, you know what? Had the nerve to ask me to help him. Say to your neighbor, when you get in a low place, you can't ask everybody to help you. But you have to choose to get out of that place. Hold on. Then you have to choose 
the right person to help you out of that place. I know some of you, you like doing things on your own, but you can get so low to where you're going to need somebody's help. I always took care of myself. I'm a, now you can get in a place to where you're going to need somebody to help you. But you got to make the choice that you're not going to stay in that place. I, I've seen folks that have been battling sickness and they just stay in that place. Don't want to get no better. I, I've seen folks that financially are almost in despair. And just want to stay in that place. Do you know folk like that? Have you ever been there? You, you, been to a place where you don't have, but you just want to stay in that place. Broke, but just want to. On dope, and just want to. I don't want to stay nowhere that God never ordained for me to stay. Let me ask you something. Biblically, did God, well, biblically, does God want you to stay broke? Biblically, does God want you to stay in a place of lack? Does God want you to stay in a place to where you're dependent on people? Don't ever want to stay in a place where God never ordained for you to remain. Say to your neighbor, I can't stay in this low place. Got another neighbor say it's time for me to go. Time for me to come out of this place. Been depending on these pills too long. I got to go. I got to get out of this place. But you have to choose to come out of the predicament of a situation that you're in. God is not going to make the choice for you. He made you a free moral agent. You are going to have to choose to come out of that situation. Let me, let me tell y'all something. I'm going back in history like Bray a little bit. I was broke. You hear me? Real broke. I could have stayed broke. You hear me? I could have stayed. I, I could have stayed in the place I was. Where I was 30 years ago, I, I could be there right now. There are folk that I know that were in that place with me 30 years ago, you holding on? That are still there. And basically, the only reason they are still there is because they have yet to make the right choice. Do you know where you are right now? If it's a low place, you can stay there until you die. Unless you make the right choice. And David's mindset was, I got to go higher. 
I got to go higher. And that's my mindset. I never get, I, I never get satisfied with just being where I am. There are higher heights and deeper depths in God. Even when I'm in a trial and that trial seems to be overpowering me. I let the enemy or my situations know this temporary right here. I got to go higher. And if you feel like I do, just look at somebody and say, yeah, I'm going through something right now. But I got to go higher. I got to go. Look at somebody else and say, I got to go higher. Woo, this going to hurt a little bit. But look at another person and say, if you want to stay right there, stay by yourself. But I, I got to go. Say to your neighbor, I got to go higher. Say to one more person, stay there if you want. But I got to go higher. I'm tired of living from paycheck to paycheck. I got to go. I'm tired of bombing a ride. I got to go high. I'm tired of being broke every time. I pay bills. I got to go. Sit down for a minute. But get this as I close. Get this. But he knew he couldn't. He, he couldn't take himself there. And he wanted to make sure if he was going to go higher. That he would get the right one to take him there. The right one to lead him there. He asked God. Take me to the rock. Take me to the one that is higher than I am. I, I want to go higher, but you got to take me to the rock. Woo! Say to your neighbor, the rock is where I want to go. Because the rock is higher than I am. All right, let me show you something. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Psalm 31. I'm closing. Get ready. I'm, I'm closing. Notice this, Psalms 31 and 3. You are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Get me out of this low place. Get me out of this place of lack. Get me out of this place. Of being overwhelmed in heart. I want to go higher. I know how to be content. But I still want to go higher. I know how to deal with the place that I'm in. But I want to go higher. Religious folks will tell you, you ought to be happy where you are. No, I got to go high. And so that's what happened to David. He went to the rock. New Testament writers understood that the rock was Jesus. And in the new, I'm not going to the scripture, but in the New Testament, when they began to reflect on how Israel 
came from being overwhelmed by Pharaoh and the Egyptians came from being overwhelmed by the wilderness, a dry place, a low place. This is what they say. They say and, and, and the rock that led them was Jesus. The rock that led them was a savior. Someone that, that his specific purpose is to deliver, protect, and cause to prosper. That's who led them from a low place to a high place. And he hadn't changed. Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What happened to Walker? He was in such a low place. He was stealing from his mom. Shoot. Dope. Snorting. Dope. What happened to him? He followed that rock from a low place to a high place. He ain't, he ain't at the highest place, but he at a high place. What happened to Bray? He followed that rock from a low place to a high place. That's all of our story. That know Jesus as Savior. Will you ever get in a low place again? Probably. Because of choices. But see, in your mind, you got to be like, I, I can't stay here. This ain't what God or I, I, I can't stay here. See, some things are getting just like the world. They get in a state to where they think they have to stay in that state. You have to just deal with it where you are. No, that's not the wish of God. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise. Uh, mm -hmm.